Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to. But real quick, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Don't forget today's episode is presented to you by the great people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster, as well as uh, Superbook Sports Colorado. And of course, Burns and McCoy. I'll tell you more about Burns and McCoy here in a second, but uh, kind of give you a preview of today's show. Lucha Libra and the Denver Broncos are teaming up. Can't wait to get into that story. There was an epic food fight across the pond, and I think that is one thing that I that I really want to be a part of. More restaurants are being sued for false advertising, and could it be? Could it be a actual haunted painting? We'll get into that, but real quick, do yourself, your family, your friends a favor. Go ahead and grab some Burns and McCoy today. Burns and McCoy is the best hot sauce around, and it's my go-to when I need to kick up a meal a few notches. I have a buddy coming over along with his family to the house this weekend, and of course, I got to put out the spread. Obviously, you got to have good food, but I got to bring out the Burns and McCoy, right? Yes, 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 because we're making pizzas, and have you ever put hot sauce on pizza? It's delicious. Not too much. Let's not be crazy about it. But you slap a little Burns and McCoy, maybe some Scotch Bonnet or some Sriracha on there. It's going to elevate it to new heights. So you got to check it out. I'll let you know how that goes uh, next week. But Burns and McCoy is all about flavor first. That's the thing. That's what really draws me to Burns and McCoy. When I reached out to them, like I was a huge fan of their product. I just I had to be a part of it. And they're about flavor first, then the heat. They got some sauces that are just kick you in the teeth hot, but they also have a lot of good mild salsas, which is where I lean towards because I'm kind of a wuss, but that's okay. So go to burnsandmccoy.com right now. Use promo code DeHuff, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. And personally, my favorites right now are mango habanero, salsa verde, especially a roja, Scotch bonnet and sriracha. And I trust me, you give me time, I'll probably have a whole list, even more bigger than that. But they're all good. Go to burnsandmccoy.com, see all the amazing flavors of hot sauces for yourself. Plus, they also got mustard and salsas. Burns and McCoy is a woman majority of family owned business. Their focus is to only give you the highest quality products by using ingredients of the highest quality. Pretty simple when you think about it. Food should be fun, and they provide that fun with each unique flavor profile they offer. Go ahead and grab a bottle of Burns and McCoy today. You can check them out at all grocery stores across the front range, or what you can do is go to burnsandmccoy.com right now and use that promo code DeHuff, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. Hey, before we get into headlines, I got to tell you this. My wife's out of town. It's only for a day, but I got to be honest. Kind of living the dream right now until my darn kids come home and spoil it. <laughs> it is kind of weird. I know she enjoys her time alone, and it's just kind of a you know a relaxing moment. But that being said, I'm gonna miss the snot out of her the entire time. And I I don't know about you, but when your significant other is out of town for one reason or another and you have to go to sleep, I've been 
sharing the same bed with my wife for 20 years or so. So when she leaves, I still, for the most part, I stay in my area. I try to sleep in the middle. I've done I've done that. I want to want to say I forced myself to do that last time, possibly one of the times. But it's just so awkward. It just doesn't feel right. <laughs> it doesn't it, <laughs> to, to give you an idea. I'm just so used to I'm in my area, she's in her area, and we sleep soundly. And then if I try to roll in the middle, I'm like, oh God, what the hell? <laughs> this is this is not my little divot in the in the mattress. So I'll be going through that tonight. It'll be it'll be kind of funny though. Um and but I will say this. While she's not home, I will catch up on any movie that I that she has decided to abandon or refuse to watch. So that's what I'll be doing tonight. As soon as the kids go to sleep, boom, turn on The Flash, and I'll finish The Flash because I don't think she really cared about that before. Until I get home, and then she'll the first thing she'll do, she'll be like, we should finish watching The Flash, and I'll be like, fuck, <laughs> I already finished it. Anyway. So that's going to be uh, interesting tonight. It's it's always sad because the kids miss her already. And I'm like, God, she, she hasn't even taken off yet at, at the time. I'm like, gee, do you guys care when I leave town? They're like, no, nah, not really. No. <laughs> mm. Hey, real quick. I was listening to my old show that I used to produce, Schlereth and Evans on 104.3 The Fan. And they had Joel Klatt, who I also used to work with. Joel used to be the co-host with Mike Evans, and then Joel got a big gig with Fox Sports and then left, and then eventually Mark Schlereth took over, I want to say a couple of years later. But anyway, so I have a lot of connections to what I was tuning into. And Joel is just a great storyteller, just an amazing guy, funny, one of the funniest guys I ever worked with. Him and Mark Schlereth, really funny. Sandy Clough, really funny too. But I'm listening, and, and Joel is telling a, a iconic story of when he got the crap kicked out of him by some 140-pound cowboy up in Montana. Hilarious story, because Joel was traveling with, I, I think he was in the minor leagues for baseball. Anyway, he mouths off. The cowboy kicks the sh shit out of him. But all throughout the story... I'm listening to it, and Joel Klatt keeps dropping all balls. All balls is, well, we could say I own the rights to it. I'm the one that came up with it. I feel like Joel, every time Joel Klatt uses the, the phrase all balls to describe someone, I deserve a cut. And I think he has to start paying me money. Joel, if you're listening, which you're not, but if you were, every time you say all balls, I, I, I expect a check. $3.25. <laughs> okay? That's what it is. That's what I figured it's worth is. $3.25 for every time you use it. Uh, if I, my calculations are correct, based on your appearance today, you owe me $9.75. I expect the check to be in the mail, buddy. Okay? It is kind of funny. I, I was texting him during the interview. I was like, I think it's hilarious that you still use that line, all balls, to describe somebody that is like tough, tough as nails. There ain't no funny business when it comes to somebody that's all balls. So I was like texting him. I was like, I love that you still use that. 
And he's all, it's still freaking hilarious when, when he uses it. That's what he was saying. And I was like, that's cool. That's cool that he still does. And it's like a little tip of the cap to, to me, even though I don't work there anymore. So again, Joel, you owe me $9 to 75 cents. <laughs> okay. I hate to be a stickler, but Dems the rules. Okay. Jeez. Make the check out to the Huff Studios LLC. Okay. Thanks. You know what we need to do right now? Jump into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> this is kind of cool. Lucha Libra and the Denver Broncos are teaming up. Lucha Libra, if you don't know, or freestyle wrestling, orig- originated excuse me, in the early 20th century Mexico. Wrestlers wear colorful masks, suits, and sometimes capes. They perform rapid sequences of holds and maneuvers, including fly, high-flying kicks. I, I stole this article and this uh, rundown from Fox 31 in Denver, so um, if, forgive me for not uh, you know, sounding intelligent. <laughs> They're the ones that wrote it. They did a good job. I'm just bad at reading other people's work. It's not on them. It's on me. The partnership will bring Lucha Libre to Denver before a Broncos game as part of two exhibition celebration celebrating the 90th anniversary. Uh, oh, I'm going to con- consejo. Um, I don't know what that is. Okay, listen, guys, it's Spanish and I'm horrible at it. I'm, I'm an ignorant fella. I am. I am. Miles, the mascot who follows me on X on Twitter. And we've had some off-the-air conversations. Good dude. Good dude. Anyway, Miles the mascot and five of his friends. Who are his friends? Can I be a friend? Can I be a friend, Miles? And, I, and I'll, just, I'll just watch. I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'll just be like, whoa, 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 whoa. No. <laughs> I'll stay in over here. Anyway, they're going to be coached by retired Mexican professional wrestler and trainer Tony Salazar to kick off the first celebration of Lucha Olympia, 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 oh my God, I'm so bad. All of you guys that speak Spanish are just sitting there shaking your heads like fucking gringo, or is it pinche gringo? I don't know. Again, not very smart. Uh, That's going to be at the Arena Mexico in Mexico City on October 22nd before the Broncos home game against the Green Bay Packers. Iconic wrestlers, Misty, um, God, okay, there's going to be a, a bunch of, um, of iconic wrestlers, and they're going to host the second celebration at Empower Field at Mile High. I think that's kind of cool. It is. Because anytime that I've watched uh, Lucha Libre or Libra, is it Libre or Libra? Anyway, either one. Anytime I've watched that, man, I'm just digging myself a hole when it comes to, you know, my my lack of intelligence when it comes to Spanish and just basically anything else in this world. Anytime I've watched it, it's just fun. It's to me, it's more exciting than WWE because it's more of an event. It's just they're just having fun and everybody seems really into it. And it's just cool. I just like it. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to watch it, but it's great. A great movie that kind of highlights it, but obviously in more of a comedic way, is a movie called Nacho Libre with with Jack Black. Hilarious movie. Chancho, when you are a man, 
Sometimes you wear stretchy pants in your room. It's for fun. Don't worry. I won't tell nobody. <laughs> I love that kid's voice at the end. He's so adorable. Great movie. And then this scene, I have to throw this one in there. Yes, it's true. I am Nacho, the luchador. Who? Maybe you have seen me on TV. Nacho! <laughs> I love that movie. Hilarious. Anyway, look forward to that. That's going to be fun. And, and I like that they're doing this. There's a, a lot of uh, people of that heritage that are Bronco fans. And, and every time, I, I shouldn't say every time, I've been to Mexico once. And I got to tell you, when we were down there, I saw so much Bronco gear. It was insane. I was like, what the heck? And talking to some guys, because somebody had a football on the beach. And I was in Puerto Vallarta. That, that was for my honeymoon way back in the day. But playing catch with some locals on the beach and they were talking to me nonstop about the Denver Broncos and how great they thought they were. I'm like, that's so cool. And they were wearing Bronco gear. So I, I, I just think it's cool. It seems like there's a lot of people, especially in the, in Mexico that love the Denver Broncos and love American football in general. So I think that's cool. Make it a connection. And, and I think that's just stuff's neat. I sent a text to Mark Schlereth, who uh, famously broke my ribs showing off a wrestling move. I was like, I, I hope you guys have talked about this because this is kind of cool. And he's like, where do, I need, where do I need to sign up? Could you imagine him? Giant, 200 and I think he's like 230 pounds of solid muscle now. Go, slightly broken, though. Slightly broken. Have him in there in a luchador mask and fighting people oh, i think that'd be great by the way i know rose i know you're fluent in spanish and i and i've let you down and i apologize <laughs> she's she's on my wife's side of the family and um my wife is uh part hispanic so i have let down so many in that last story because i suck at spanish i need to get cracking on the books start learning Necesito más lechuga, por favor. Okay, I need more lettuce. That's all I remember from uh, working in the restaurants. This comes in from the Associated Press. Uh, right around 15,000 people, including many tourists, decided uh, several years ago to start a tradition. And it's a, uh, an oddly enticing tradition that I would love to be a part of. It's in Spain. The why? What is up with all this? I got all this Spanish shit <laughs> coming at me, and I can't speak Spanish. It's the annual Tomatina street battle where workers on trucks tip over 120 tons of overripe tomatoes onto the main street of the town, and then all the participants who obviously want to participate. <laughs> They run up there, grab tomatoes, and start chucking them at each other. The street fight leaves both the street and its houses, as well as the participants, drenched in red pulp. Somebody said it takes like an hour, hour and a half for this whole thing to go down. 
That's a long time for a food fight. I would love to be a part of that. Or at least, yeah, no, no, screw it. I, I was going to say at least watch it, but while you're there, you you just want to be doing it, especially if they're like, they're overripe. So it's not going to really hurt. It's not like it's a green tomato that hasn't ripe, uh, been riped at all. But you start chucking those. Oh, that'd be hilarious. That would be fun. Imagine being a kid doing that. Speaking of that, the festival held on the last Wednesday of every August was inspired by a food fight between local children back in 1945 in that town. And it's it's in a tomato-producing region. So they just started, you know what, let's just make this a tradition. Media attention in the 1980s turned it into a national and international event, drawing participants from every corner of the world. Would you do that? I think it would be awesome. By the way, some people go out there, and I think this is the way to go. You you put on some sort of goggles, whether it's swimming goggles or snow goggles, to protect your eyes, and then just wear some shitty clothes because they're probably just going to get ruined from the stain of the dying tomatoes. <laughs> Uh-oh, I bet PETA's going to come after them and be like, listen, what are people supposed to eat if they're not eating animals? They're supposed to be eating tomatoes. You guys are ruining them. Fuck you guys. I, I could see PETA doing that. Or the veg- or the vegans are going to be furious about this event now that it's become more popular. they be like, no, you're killing the tomatoes. Give them a second chance. How are you supposed to eat spaghetti if you got no tomatoes? Fuck you, vegans. Jeez. <laughs> Come on. You're never happy. Probably because you're not eating meat. I will tell you this real quick. As much as I like to bag on vegans because it's an easy target, there are a lot of great vegan meals. And to be honest, if if it, if it was easier to obtain vegan meals, I'd probably be vegan for the most part. That being said, I love a good burger. And I love a good... <laughs> I, can't, I could never go full vegan. Let me, let's be honest. I love a good cheesesteak. I love a good burger. I love pork chops. Shit, man, we got pork chops in the fridge right now. Can't wait to bust those out onto the grill. You know, I love chicken. Oh, my God. I just love food. God, could never go full vegan. But that being said, throw in a vegan meal every now and then. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. If you're a vegan, you're probably angry at the world. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. You just need some meat in your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? As I smoke a cigarette in the corner, be like, hey, vegan. You want some meat? <laughs> I got what you want. And then I open up my trench coat. And I got, you know, racks of, of just like meat. Over on one side, over on the other side, it's like, you know, maybe some cheeses, and then I'm naked. <laughs> They're like, ooh, I'll have one of those, those, and what's that thing doing later? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I took it dirty. I did. I did. Well, we've talked about this before because last month Taco Bell made headlines as they were uh, trying to defend themselves for advertising product versus what you actually get in hand from the restaurant being two completely different things. And somebody's taking them to court and there's currently a lawsuit against them that's still pending. Burger King is trying to defend itself because multiple people are saying that Whopper's 
on the in-store menu boards mislead reasonable customers amounting to a breach of contract. Customers in the proposed class action lawsuit accused Burger King of portraying burgers with ingredients that overflow over the bun, making it appear the, the burger the burgers, excuse me, are 35% larger and contain more than double the meat than the chain serves. Now, Burger King came out and said, oh, no, 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 <laughs> that's not the case. Everything that is in those pictures is the same amount that we put on our burgers. So they're trying to defend themselves, be like, no, no, we don't add anything to the pictures. They might display it different, if you think about it, and we talked about this before, everything that I've seen from people that take per pictures of food is they kind of lean it back, especially like with a burger. So that way you can kind of see a little bit more of the internal ingredients. So you see a little bit more of the the pickles, onions, etc. kind of peeking out. But if you took it from an aerial shot, you, you would see that it, it's it's more of like a lopsided thing, kind of like a leaning tower of Pisa thing, where that, that's how they get it to be more photogenic, I guess you could say, on the pictures for advertising. But it's still the same shit. Now, that being said, going back to last month when we were looking at the Taco Bell pictures, the shit that you get sometimes from Taco Bell is a joke. You're like, what the fuck happened to this? And the guy in the Taco Bell lawsuit, like really seems to have more of a case. Cause he's like, it's like these deflated, almost like somebody ran it over with a fucking car. And they're like, here's your burrito. <laughs> they're like, what the fuck is this? What is this? What have you done to my beef burrito? <laughs> you bastard. Anyway, oddly enough, McDonald's, have similar lawsuits. McDonald's and Wendy's, excuse me, have similar lawsuits against them right now in a Brooklyn court. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this unfolds. Because if one of these lawsuits settles first and it's in favor of the consumer, then I would imagine the other ones would follow suit and they would all lean that way, which in a weird way might not be that bad of a thing. I remember, this is weird, when I worked at Subway, while I think Subway overall, at least some of the locations I worked at were disgusting, when you make the sandwich as they train you, it does, it's supposed to look exactly like you would see on the menu board. And when it was slower, I would do that all the time. People would be like, oh, my God. But the problem is it takes a <laughs> you got to, you know, you got to make sure you fold each piece of of the the turkey. But when you make it that way, it actually tastes better because it's not clumped all in one spot. It, it, and it just it's more visually appealing as well. So it's possible, at least with Subway, to make things look the same as the menu board. I know that because way back in the day, I used to be a sandwich artist. It's on my resume, guys. <laughs> I remember my brother making fun of me so bad. He's like, oh, you're a sandwich artist, huh? <laughs> then one night I was working till midnight. From nine to midnight, I was all by myself. Not safe, not safe at all. And I'm working at a location off of 104th and Federal 
in Federal Heights, I think is it's considered. And I'm working there, and all of a sudden, I just get bombarded. And you're trying to make your sandwiches, run cash, and then make sandwiches, run cash, and you're all by yourself. It, it, it's a big pain in the ass, especially when you have impatient customers and the line is just, it was out the door. And thankfully, my brother, before he moved to Australia, came in and he's like, dude, do you need some help? I'm like, yeah, I don't care if I get in trouble. I need your help. He came back and I was like, can you just make the, the sandwiches? And he's like, sure. Just tell me if there's anything special I need to put on it or how, how are they made? I'm like, okay. I trained him to be a sandwich artist in like one minute. <laughs> and he was good. Of course he was good. I mean, that that's his thing. He's he's a smart guy. And he's really, I mean, he has a restaurant in Australia. <laughs> he knows what the fuck he's doing. Check him out. Gringo's in Australia. Gringo's Putney. And you can see the, uh, the food that he provides. It's actually Mexican food. So it's really cool out there. But, you know, it was just funny because he was in flip-flops, which is a health code violation. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, who cares? That was like 20 years ago. Who cares? But anyway, so going back to that, it's interesting. i would be very curious to see what happens with this. So if, if they start winning these cases, what's going to happen is it's going to put their feet to the fire as far as the restaurants go into making sure that what they're presenting, what they're selling is what they're actually giving the customer. So that will be interesting because there's a lot of places that you're like, dude, this looks nothing like what it shows on the menu. This is horseshit, but you still eat it anyway. But that happens a lot. That happens a lot. Not all the places, but there are some where you're just like, this is totally not what I ordered. Hey, we got more coming your way, including something that I have my opinion in the in the, the main person in the story goes against what I believe should be done. And I call I throw down. I'll throw down with her coming up next. But do you like it when somebody buys you a beer? Keep listening. And I'm going to tell you how much I love Sugar Fire in Westminster. It's amazing barbecue. It's St. Louis-style barbecue. They got baby back ribs, beef brisket, pulled pork, turkey, burgers, all prepared to perfection every single day. I love it so much. How about this? I want to hang out with you on Monday nights to watch football, eat some amazing food, and maybe drink some amazing cocktails. So mark your calendar starting September 11th at 6 o'clock. Sugar Fire in Westminster is breaking out their special menu just for you and me, the DeHuff Uncensored listeners. Here's a quick glimpse at what they're going to provide us. The Interception, which is tortilla chips topped with pulled pork, chili, cheese sauce, tomatoes, green onion, sour cream. The Hot Route, smoked fried chicken wings with your choice of St. Louis sweet barbecue, house buffalo, or Thai sweet chili. Also, pig skins with house bacon, cheddar cheese, green onion, sour cream. In the pocket, smoked fried artichokes with lemon aioli or fried pickles with ranch. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Now they also have some other things available for you. You can get burgers, single or double with a choice of toppings, traditional lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle. You can also add some cheese, grilled onions, peppers, bacon, fried eggs. Oh, a fried egg on top of a burger is amazing. Also, they got a brisket cheese steak, brisket topped with cheese sauce, grilled peppers, onions on a hoagie, brisket dip, 
<clears throat> this sounds so good. Brisket topped with grilled onions and Swiss cheese on a hoagie with a side of a jus for dipping. They also got a five-ounce smoked salmon. Fried sides include French fries, tater tots, cheese curds, fried okra. When you stop by on Monday night, September 11th, starting at 6 o'clock, and you say, hey, I'm here for the DeHuff special, boom, and they're going to give you these me- these menu items. These are like VIP menu options. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to be watching the game. I think it's Buffalo and New York throwing down with each other. There's going to be local breweries stopping by, giving away free swag, including like pint glasses, shirts, hats, koozies, all that cool stuff. Plus, the rumor is they're going to be buying people beer. You're welcome in advance. Booze and barbecue. Oh, and then throw in some football. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Sugar Fire in Westminster will also have discounted beer and cocktails as well. This is a great way for us at, uh, you know, the DeHuff Uncensored podcast, as well as Sugar Fire in Westminster to say thank you for all that you do in life, okay? Whether it's listening to the podcast or just, listen, life sucks sometimes. Let us treat you right on Monday night. So it's going to be a lot of fun. No reservations are needed, but I do have an event created on my Facebook page. If you go to facebook.com slash DeHuff podcast, you'll see what I'm talking about. Go ahead and click on it. It'll give you the full list and prices of all all the the entrees and sides that you can get that night. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of cool stuff. And then if you could, go ahead and say that you're interested or that you're going to go. And I'll see you there, Sugar Fire in Westminster. It's just off 144th and Orchard Parkway. So just east of Huron on the south side of 144th. Go ahead and follow them on, on social media at Sugar Fire Westie. Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. Hey, why bet with the big boys this football season? Hmm. Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports. This fall, Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code MILEHIGH. So go ahead and bet with the best and use promo code MILEHIGH this football season with Superbook Sports Colorado. Go ahead and visit them at superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I saw this story, and it kind of bugs me. As somebody that's dealt with a lot of weird shit in my life, and it gets thrown in there every now and then, I'll tell you real quick. And and I kind of brought this up the other day. I think something weird's going on in our house. Like, there may be some sort of entity just passing through. But, like, the other day, I swear I saw somebody in here, like, peek around the corner, and my wife was upstairs. She wasn't down here. The dog wasn't even down here. And and it's just bizarre. There's my daughter's door keeps getting closed and she never keeps the window open. So you can't blame it on a draft. And then she has a noisemaker that one, she has an Alexa. And then all of a sudden in the middle of the night, it'll just shut off because she uses it as a, as for sleep sounds. And it's really frustrating. So I'm like, well, maybe that's just because of Wi-Fi issues or something like that. 
So then one night after she's, she wakes up and she's, she's sad and kind of scared. She's like, it keeps shutting off on me. I was like, here, just take mine. And mine's a plug-in. Mine's not a, mine's not, you know, an Alexa. It mine's like an actual plug-in thing that my wife and, and I have been using for years. Plug it in. Doesn't run off of Wi-Fi or anything. It's just built into it. The sounds are. She plays it. Like two hours later, she comes in crying and she's like, it keeps turning off. I'm like, well, that's fucking bizarre. I've had that thing for like five, maybe 10 years and it's never turned off. Bizarre, right? So something weird's going on. Is it paranormal? I don't know. Uh, but I'm kind of leaning towards it, okay? But I don't know. I don't know. Zoe Elliott Brown, she's 36 years old. She believes that a portrait she bought from a UK charity shop is haunted. And she's convinced it has transfixed her 68-year-old mother, Jane, with its power. The portrait is of a young girl in a red dress staring into the distance. And her mom, Jane, was just immediately obsessed with it. She brought it home. She paid like 25 bucks for this painting. And the, like, the mom is just like gently stroking the cheeks of the, of the girl in the painting. Fucking creepy. And the mom was like oddly protective over the painting. She was continually staring at it. She was running her fingers over the cheekbones. She polished it, even though it didn't need polishing, according to uh, Zoe. After they brought the painting home and hung it in the living room, Jane, the mom's health, took a turn for the worse. Zoe said her mom began feeling shaky and experiencing hot flashes. Okay, the mom is in her 60s. When does menopause start? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, but it seems like maybe that's the problem. Not really sure. Not a doctor. Not a doctor. You tell me to huff podcast at gmail.com this is what jane said she said i was overheating and not feeling quite right and i personally didn't put it down to the picture zoe did she felt odd about it and ever since it ever since it's been here so she didn't want to say that it was the painting but her daughter was just like it's the fucking painting jane even collapsed in the bathroom which prompted Zoe to call the ambulance. Ambulance ended up being canceled after uh, they decided, you know, uh, uh, it's kind of weird. <laughs> let's let's not uh, blame the painting for passing out. But anyway, she said it was a very odd occurrence. Then one morning, Zoe woke up to her mom caressing the cheeks of the figure in the portrait. And then Jane began hearing tapping at her door in the middle of the night for three consecutive days. Two weeks later, Zoe and her partner, Ben, were walking about three miles from our home to watch a lightning storm. Then suddenly, a big black figure standing before them. Was it a dude? Like a black guy? Are you guys racist? Is this the problem? No, they're saying that this is supernatural. <laughs> okay. And then she said that that was the most terrifying experience of her life. She blames the painting. Then she was going to take it to a thrift store, and she's just like, as she was driving there, there was a, a nail got into her tire, and she blames the painting. And then she's like, you know what? I'm not going to put this on anybody. So she turned around, didn't take it through the thrift store, and she decided that she's going to just keep it at her house 
seems like a great idea, you dumbass. And then we'll just stick it in the garage with a thing of sage next to it, is what she said. This is what she said, why she didn't bring it, why she didn't go sell it. I thought knowing my luck, some idiot will go and get it and then try to burn it. And I, I don't really want to be left with the re remainder of what whatever the hell has been going on. Here's my thing. If you honestly think a painting is haunted and it's causing these problems and it's making your mom experience like hot flashes and hearing noises in her room for multiple days in a row, you think that it's um, making her pass out, it, you, it, you think that you see a black figure while you're going to watch a lightning storm in the distance and you blame that, then you get a hole in your tire and you blame that. If you honestly think that that's the case, fucking burn it. I'm sorry. Burn that shit. Don't keep it in your fucking house if you honestly think that is that this is all true. Makes no fucking sense. No, no sense at all. I call bullshit on that. And honestly, when you start hearing the stories, because I think this was the New York Post that that did this article, and it's like, come on. If you honestly think that that's haunted, why would you keep it in your fucking house? Take it somewhere, find a barrel, burn the fuck out of it, and that's it. That's it. Say some words. I don't know. Get a priest with you if that makes you feel better. But to leave it in your house is fucking stupid if indeed it, it is, let's say, let's say it was true. If all that shit started happening to me and I'm associating it uh, in my mind with, like, say, this painting that I just bought, I'm getting rid of the fucking painting. Sorry. I am. Go leave it on a church's doorstep or something like that. Let them deal with it, okay? If anybody's equipped to deal with something crazy, you would think they would be, right? Go leave it on a Scientology front store. Wait a minute. That's not real. <laughs> Ooh, awkward. <laughs> what are they going to do? Throw money at it? Boom. Somebody get Tom Cruise. <laughs> this painting's possessed. Somebody get Tom Cruise on the line. <laughs> and now I'm a target for Scientologists. Great. <laughs> I will say this about Tom Cruise. I think he's one of the greatest action, action actors to ever live. He is fucking phenomenal. Do I agree with his Scientology situation? No, I don't. But that doesn't make him a, an awful person that I know of. I don't think it makes him an awful person. I, I think he would be a fascinating person to sit down with and have a beer and just let him just tell stories and just the cool shit that he's done. I think that would be great. And then he, and then he's like, Scott, what have you ever, uh, would you ever consider joining Scientology? I'd be like, don't you have to have money to be in Scientology? <laughs> yeah. Then I'd be like, well, you're barking up the wrong tree, Tom. Wrong tree. <laughs> what do you think of this lady? If, if you believe that it is cursed or haunted, whatever you want to say, why would you keep it in your house? 
if you do believe it, what would you do with it? Have you ever experienced anything like that? I know there's a story somewhere in my family of when my sister was little and there was something, something happened like where all of a sudden like some weird fucking shit started happening in the house. And I don't remember all the details. I believe one of the things was there was something starting to be written on the wall. Now, keep in mind, this was mid 70s. My brother and I weren't even born yet. So is my sister. She was maybe like two or three years old, something, something crazy like that. And like there was like something slowly being written on the wall or at least, you know, kind of leading through the wallpaper or whatever it was above her crib. And they never finished. They moved out before <laughs> they could see what, what it was, I guess. But at one point, there was a bunch of weird shit going on. And at one point, they figured out by process of elimination and all this shit that it was these particular shoes that were gifted to them by, by somebody. And my dad apparently threw them on the barbecue or something like that. And allegedly, once he lit them on fire, they burned. But then my sister stood up straight and she said something about like the devil's moon. And, and like, keep in mind, she's like, two or three years old but she said it like as clear as day fucking bizarre i need to get more information on that story and get more details on that because it seems like a very interesting thing if that were to be true wasn't there don't know i'll have to ask my mom if she remembers all the details of that pretty bizarre and you know what is right around the corner is halloween so if you have a good spooky story or a story you heard about that you want me to dig into let me know dehuffpodcast at gmail.com and i would love to share the stories you guys have a lot of cool stuff i know last year jesse and a bunch of other other great listeners were sending them in and it was it was fantastic and we'll just end up making a a whole show out of it and we'll make it for our Halloween special, which is crazy to think about. But tomorrow, what? not tomorrow, later this week is September. So, yeah, it's right around the freaking corner. So send me those and uh, I'll, I'll give you credit. Unless you don't want credit. If it's that good of a story. Ooh, that'd be great. <laughs> like, this comes in from Anonymous. So I was banging this ghost one night. <laughs> and I go, oh, do tell. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate you. Um, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. If you can, give it a nice review on wherever you're listening. A big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Go check them out. They're at 144th and Orchard Parkway, so just east of Huron on the south side of 144th. Also, big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado and, of course, Burns and McCoy. Go to burnsandmccoy.com right now, and you can use promo code DeHuff and get 20% off your next order. Pretty cool. It's DeHuff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.